Stock Market Bubble Myths Four stories cheerleaders repeat in every stock market bubble. Stock markets have retreated with shocking speed over the past few weeks and you're probably wondering if you should buy the dip, take profit, or just wait and see what happens. With all the CNBC and social media noise, it's incredibly hard to know the right thing to do. The market pros look completely discombobulated. For one example, even though Tesla has fallen around 30% to just under $600 in little more than a month, the world-leading EV company was recently given a neutral rating and a $150 target by Roth Capital. What does this new rating mean? Is Tesla fairly priced or still 4x overvalued? At least part of the problem is human nature. In every single stock market bubble, there are stock market cheerleaders who refuse to consider the downside risk. They insist everyone should invest in the most speculative of stocks and swear the stock market has suddenly achieved a new paradigm that somehow justifies eye-watering valuations. If you're feeling doubt and you'd like to clear some of the smoke so you can make a more sound and confident investment decision, then read on. In this article, I'm going to dispel four investing myths stock market cheerleaders repeat in every stock market bubble. In this article, don't bet against the Fed. There are pockets of frothiness but this isn't a bubble. Cash is trash. Even if you bought at the peak of any previous bubble you'd be insanely rich today if you simply held your investments. 1. Don't bet against the Fed. Please note, the Federal Reserve has no mandate to support the stock market. King Canute, king of much of Britain and Scandinavia around 1016. According to the Historia Anglorum, King Canute ordered his throne to be placed on the seashore and sitting on his throne, commanded the sea not to come in to wet his clothes or feet. King or not, the tide came in. Let all men know how empty and worthless is the power of kings for there is none worthy of the name but God, whom heaven and earth and the sea obey. King Canute The Lesson The Federal Reserve, Canute, doesn't wag the dog, God. All central banks react to the health of the economy in an attempt to keep prices stable and unemployment low. The myth debunked. Like all good myths, don't bet against the Fed is memorable and it sounds true. Of course, central banks have incredible influence over the direction of all financial markets. However, this commonly repeated myth that the Federal Reserve is somehow trying to make stock markets rise is actually nonsense. The Federal Reserve like all central banks, is responsible for stabilizing prices, this means, avoid either inflation or deflation, keeping unemployment rates low, creating financial incentives to keep people spending money and investing in the economy. Central banks do not have the mandate to support stock markets. Central banks are squarely focused on keeping the economy moving forward and avoiding a recession or, heaven forbid, a depression. Of course, the stock market and economy are related, but as all the stock market cheerleaders are so fond of saying, the stock market isn't the economy. The stock market isn't the economy is simply another way to defend stock prices when they get completely detached from underlying fundamentals like they are today. However, the argument is backward. The truth is, the economy isn't the stock market. In fact, the stock market is simply a reflection of how people feel about the economy. 
stock markets overshoot to the upside when investors feel confident and stock markets overshoot to the downside when investors lose confidence. This has always been the case and it will always be the case. Anyone suggesting the Federal Reserve has the power to stop the tide from coming in doesn't know the history. 2. There are pockets of frothiness but this isn't a bubble. Please note, in every single crash, there have always only been signs of frothiness. Spartacus, soldier, slave, gladiator, general. Who, from a Thracian mercenary, had become a Roman soldier, that had deserted and became enslaved, and afterward, from consideration of his strength, a gladiator. Florus. After being forced to perform as a gladiator for some time, Spartacus and a group of around 70 slaves plotted and successfully escaped from their gladiatorial school. They fled to the countryside after killing the soldiers who were sent to collect them. Initially, the Roman Senate didn't take the slave revolt very seriously. After all, there were only a handful of slaves who had escaped. Of course, Rome would have to make examples of them but they were no threat to the empire. Initially, Spartacus roamed through the countryside, gathering more and more slaves as his group defeated soldiers sent out to bring him to justice. Rome continued to dismiss the group as nothing more than a minor inconvenience. However, Spartacus and the escaped slaves continued defeating the inexperienced soldiers sent out by Rome. Spartacus used the time to equip, feed, train, and grow his slave army to a massive size. Rome finally started to panic when Spartacus' army swelled to around 70,000 strong. The Lesson Don't ignore early signs of trouble. You don't need the whole country on fire before taking the problem seriously and applying an appropriate response to take care of the problem. The myth debunked. There has never been an obvious moment when investors realized markets were overvalued. There has never been a consistent bubble across all sectors of the stock market or all regions of a real estate bubble. Alan Greenspan lowered interest rates to 1% in 2001 to help the economy recover from the dot-com crash and subsequent recession. Although many analysts at the time warned of bubbles forming in different parts of the country, Greenspan felt the rise in real estate prices was really only localized and did not reflect a true bubble in real estate. Of course, 2008 arrived and the subprime mortgage bubble popped. I really didn't get it until very late in 2005 and 2006. Alan Greenspan Be wary of anyone telling you, it's not a bubble this time, because, dot. 3. Cash is trash. Please note, cash is trash is a frequently referenced Ray Dalio quote that is often used out of context. Hannibal Barca, army general and hero of the ancient Carthaginians, the Battle of Cannae. Perception is a tool that's pointed on both ends. Hannibal. Carthage and Rome had been at war for many years. Hannibal, widely considered one of the greatest military commanders in human history, led an army of men and elephants through Spain and over the Alps to attack Rome from the north. The Romans confidently deployed 86,000 men in an attempt to root out and destroy Hannibal's army in Italy. When the Roman army met the Carthaginians at Cannae, Hannibal, being significantly outnumbered and recognizing the superior infantry of the Romans, ordered his men in his centerline to slowly give ground in a controlled retreat. This resulted in Hannibal's front line forming a crescent around the front lines of the Romans.
the Romans, perceiving an advantage, rushed forward to kill the enemy. They believed if they could break the Carthaginian center, the Carthaginian soldiers would rout and run from the battlefield. However, as the Romans pushed forward in their excitement, they didn't seem to notice they were also being squeezed closer and closer together as the Roman front line became pinched within the Carthaginian crescent-shaped front line. Unfortunately for the Romans, the much superior Carthaginian cavalry drove off the Roman cavalry, responsible for protecting the flanks of the infantry. With no protection left, the Carthaginians completely surrounded the Roman army and reportedly squeezed the Roman soldiers together so tightly, they couldn't use their swords to fight effectively or their shields to protect themselves from deadly blows. What ensued was one of the greatest military slaughters of all time. Of the Roman and Allied infantry, 70,000 were killed, 10,000 captured, and perhaps 3,000 survived, Polybius. The Lesson Never assume a strategy that has worked for you so well and made you so successful will continue to work the same way forever. Strategies need to adapt to ever-evolving situations, flexibility is the key. The myth debunked. The cash is trash quote is often repeated by stock market cheerleaders to suggest investors are stupid to be in any investment other than stocks. According to Ray Dalio, inflation will eat up any gains made in money market or even longer-term fixed income investments in an ultra-low interest rate environment. No argument here, but market conditions change and investment strategies need to change in response. Today we have long bond yields rising. Investors think inflation is coming and in response, they are demanding higher interest rates for their money. A year ago, Ray thought gold would be a great investment and Bitcoin would be terrible, then the pandemic hit, and everything changed. Ray clearly doesn't mean investors should never use cash in their portfolios. If investors are using cash as an investment, they can only win if the economy falls into deflation. However, using cash strategically makes a lot of sense. There is no need to feel bullied by stock market cheerleaders to push all in all the time. Any reasonable portfolio should have 10% plus cash to take advantage of sudden sell-offs or should be added to when crystallizing any unexpected, and unsustainable, gains. 4. Even if you bought at the peak of any previous bubble you'd be insanely rich today if you simply held your investments. Please note, what investor do you know with the discipline and conviction to lose 50% or more of their money and then proceed to hold the same investment a decade or longer to finally realize a profit? Julius Caesar's Invasions of Britain After conquering much of Gaul, Julius Caesar set his sights on Britain. It's not clear why he wanted to conquer Britain but it's rumored, Caesar thought the Britons were conspiring with rebellious tribes in Gaul. Caesar invaded Britain two times, in 55 and 54 BC. Although Caesar did have some success negotiating and fighting with the local people, ultimately Caesar left Britain as a failed conqueror. Rome didn't establish any permanent rule in Britain until 43 AD and Hadrian's Wall wasn't even started until 122 AD meaning it took Rome nearly 100 years of incredible determination and commitment to finally conquer Britain. Men willingly believe what they wish, Caesar. The Lesson Things tend to ebb and flow. It is incredibly rare for a trend to continue in a straight line with no interruption. Even at the peak of their strength, the Roman Empire never completely conquered Britain and in fact, took many decades to advance as far as they did. 
the stock market can't continue forever in a straight line either. The myth debunked. Of course, it's true that if you bought Amazon at the peak in 2000 you would be rich today if you had the wherewithal to hold the stock for the next 20 years. But who in the real world would have the patience to wait a decade or more to get their initial investment back? In 2000, Amazon's stock price retreated over 80%. Anyone unlucky enough to have invested at the peak was wiped out in less than two years. The truth is the vast majority of investors unlucky enough to have purchased Amazon stock at the dot-com peak either sold their Amazon stocks at whatever price they could get or they had such a small number of shares, they simply forgot about the stock until it got hot again, 10 years later. You don't lose money by buying a stock too late in a recession. You lose money by buying a stock too late in a bubble. Final thoughts. It seems the Democrats don't want to make the same mistake they made in 2008 by initially rolling out a stimulus bill that was ultimately determined to be too small. The storyline seems to be, too big is better than too small. This makes sense since it is clearly easier for central banks to raise interest rates to fight inflation than to try to lower them to add stimulus with interest rates as low as they currently are. However, it now seems clear, with the passing of the new stimulus bill, many investors are expecting the Federal Reserve to raise interest rates much sooner than originally projected. If bond buyers keep demanding higher interest rates in anticipation of higher inflation, we can expect the stock market to continue reacting negatively. If investors want to know where stock prices are going, they should stick to this storyline. Ignore the hype from the cheerleaders who insist stocks never go down. Although it might be true that missing the five best days in the stock market seriously hurts long-term returns, it is also true missing the five worst days in the stock market seriously improves long-term returns. Pretending everything is fine, refusing to take profit from winners, refusing to take a cash position of any kind, and continuing to buy on red days are going to cost investors a lot of money if the stock market cheerleaders are wrong. Although I concede the loudest voices and most influential stock market bulls turned out to be correct throughout 2020, it's worth remembering, no one guesses right forever. Ignore the background noise and focus on facts. Stay calm, stay vigilant, diversify, rebalance. Disclosure I have no positions in any of the stocks referenced in this article. Please seek professional advice before making any investment decisions.